I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara, and today I'm here with Yosef Lee. Uh, Yosef is a believer, a father, a lawyer, a multifamily apartment syndicator, an investor, a people connector, status quo hater, a strategic planner and action taker, and a, and a Pilates studio owner. Um, so obviously there's a lot there. Uh, Yosef, I, I'm so happy to have you on. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Jason, for inviting me. Very excited to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. So why don't we, uh, what I'd, I'd love to do is actually just, just let you kind of um, tell us your story. I know there was a lot of titles there. You wear a lot of hats. So maybe just kind of tell us uh, how you got started and, and, you know, how all of that came into your life and your, and your success. Uh, sure. Um, where do I start? I'm a, I'm a South Korean immigrant. I, as you introduced, I'm a lawyer, um, just like yourself, busy W-2 professional. Maybe you're not W-2. I, I'm still W-2 on the payroll. And I'm father of two girls. And uh, I'm aspiring to take back the control of my time freedom by, um, by investing in multifamily apartments. So I was, I was a month shy of 18 years old when I landed on the U.S., right? I, I came with, that came with a huge cultural uh, excitement and also uh, challenges, lifestyle, language, and meeting new people, making new friends. So ever since my, to me, my life has been all about proving myself in a new country uh, about who I am, trying to find the identity as, a, as, as an immigrant, but also in a new country uh, as, as an individual. So just, uh, I try to set up, just be a better version of myself every day as much as possible. I have achieved some goals, but also made many mistakes price paid for it and you know I just learned and and then moved on that's basically a, a summary of my life and uh, I went to law school uh, to have a goal I have a goal of becoming a lawyer and I wanted to work for international uh, uh, like institutions like uh, UN etc but um, I ended up going to the private sector and became a civil litigator I do a lot of uh, personal injury litigations, triple fall and triple fall type. And uh, fast forward 2018, I was still hustling, working hours and hours, but nowhere close to financially free. Um, you know, might I, I made some money, but we spent all of them as living expenses and paying bills in New York City, uh, high expenses. So, um, but, you know, don't get me wrong, I, I still love what I do. I love my job and litigation. But each year I worked harder and harder. But the last time I'll have in the end to spend with my kids and friends and family, because uh, by nature of my job, is, it is to trade my time for money. So um, I, I thought about it. I had, I had uh, researched it a bit. And that's when I stumbled upon the book, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Richard and Poor Dad. And that book, I mean, I had the book for years. It was literally in, in, on the shelf. 
uh, my uncle gave it to me a long time ago, but uh, for, for maybe five or six years, I really didn't look at it, right? But this time, I, for some reason, I looked at it and then I read it cover to cover and that just changed my mindset upside down. So that's when I concluded, okay, I need to, I need to create a, some sort of passive income. And uh, yeah, so I started vetting a little bit of REITs and stocks and uh, mutual funds. But then I landed on real estate and more so multifamily because the, because the benefits that multifamily uh, provide was no brainer not to take. Everything was so much making sense. Um, so yeah, so that was like 2019. I started self-educating myself by listening to the podcast, by going to uh, biggerpockets.com, uh, listening to uh, YouTube videos and all that. So I was I was educating myself for a couple of months, but soon realized I was really not taking any action. I was just passively observing all the information by educating myself, but I kind of fell in the analysis paralysis for a couple of months. So that's when I decided to take some actions and I joined, I ended up joining a mastermind group and, and coaching program. And uh, that was early part of 2020, right before pandemic hit. And that was February. And then I, after I joined, I was ready to go out and meet people. And then pandemic came and it shut down everything. So throughout entire 2020, I could have just uh, um, rationalized, rationalized and justified my situation saying, oh, because pandemic, I, I can't do this or that. But I didn't want to do that. So I started um, forming a virtual meetup group for multifamily investors. And starting from, I think, May of 2020, um, just, I wanted to create a playground for myself. So I started doing that with a co-host. So we have, uh, bi -week, we had bi-weekly uh, virtual meetup and started doing a lot of Zoom call networking. So every day, at least two, three people consistently, I tried, that was my goal. Um, so I, I think I met about 200 people throughout 2020, just uh, like in, within multifamily only. So and then I had a goal of closing my first deal in 2020, which happened in December 2020. So that was 44 unit apartment in Kansas, uh, Lawrence, Kansas. Um, and uh, we did, uh, I met all my partners through mastermind group and uh, coaching program. So basically was taking massive actions, ended up closing my first deal. Uh, and uh, it kind of surpassed my goal because my goal was to close first uh, 10 plus units and it became 44. So I was really happy. And um, thereafter, law of first deal worked, and I was in a different couple of different deals as a GP. And uh, that's basically in a nutshell my real estate journey. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. It, it's, I think you know we talked a little bit before we started recording too that you know we have a lot of parallels in terms of the you know the the high time commitment uh, W2 job, and and I'm sure you know civil litigation. Uh, that's well, I don't know, maybe now, maybe now with the pandemic, you discovered that that can be done from home, but, but most, uh, I'm sure pre previous to that, it was, it was all, you know, in the office, in the courtroom, that kind of thing that you were, you were yes. away from home. So, um, did, did you feel like, I know you, you talked about sort of getting into multifamily during, during 2020, did you feel like that, I, I'm guessing that you sort of had time freed up uh, when the pandemic struck at first. And so, um, you obviously put it to good use is, is that uh, the pandemic has been tragic and, and, uh, I don't, 
there's no it's hard to put a positive spin on it but right. but people have taken a negative situation and used it uh positively to you know sort of advance their goals and things like that so what you said you started that that bi-weekly meetup um what else were you doing to sort of get yourself just going getting into that space uh the first of all yes chase that's what happened to me um well i'm, I'm very sorry for those who uh had um you know tragic experience through pandemic and i'm i feel really i feel that but in my personal uh case especially for business uh, my my job and real estate journey it all i think it all uh ex it, it got expedited because of the pandemic now everybody is taking zoom call or virtual meetup more seriously and i could freely talk about business and being a partner uh being a partner on vir uh, in a virtual setting uh as opposed to before so i'll definitely say i was able to use this negative uh situation in a more positive way um i started educating more i started educating myself in a more uh uh how can i say organized way before i was just jumping around just by topic by topic from topic and and uh, studied my uh studied it myself but now being in a mastermind or coaching group they have a content uh and then it's in an organized fashion so i was able to go back from square zero and start studying it and also started real estate uh meetup right uh was just bi-weekly each time um it's 20 30 40 people come and we network and just have a we invite guests to talk about uh, their experience yeah. and separate uh, zoom call networking two to three people each day that was also possible because of uh because of the zoom call and pandemic situation everyone was a little bit uh freed up with their own time uh, myself as well um yeah and then uh, consistently underwriting deals consistently networking to find the partners uh, I underwrote about 30 or 40 deals before finding this uh, 44 unit apartment. Um, and we got it under contract and due diligence and all that. So we closed it. But also around, uh, around the same time that we got that under contract, we had another deal under contract before that, about a month before. It ended up being closed later than this one uh, in March of this year. So that one took about nine months uh, before we close it. Um, for, yeah, so these are what I've been doing, just co consistently networking, uh, educating myself, and trying to take actions in a given situation. Yeah, and it, that's actually an interesting, you know, sort of topic that you just brought up. If so, you had, you know, sort of both under contract. One of them took nine months to close, and I think that maybe people outside uh, outside the space don't realize just how many hurdles and roadblocks and th that can come up to actually either slow the process down or you know i guess you could potentially have something fall out of out of uh contract but maybe talk a little bit about that talk about why it took nine months kind of what what hurdles did you come into and and what did you uh what did you do to overcome them so if you want to even start by just if you if you can you talk about the deal and kind of what uh you know the the specifics about the deal and then how that all played out for you sure sure um th so the 44 unit that we closed in december uh we got that under contract in october but i in in september 
we got that second deal on the contract. It's a 68 unit uh, from Kansas as well, uh, B class property. Um, nice, um, uh, good, good cash flowing from day one. So uh, we got that under contract and uh, the seller wanted us to assume the loan. It was an agency, I, I believe uh, it was Fannie Mae loan. So we had to assume it otherwise because of these hefty prepayment penalty, they had to um, raise the purchase price. So we decided to assume the loan. And since it's an agency loan, uh, they're very specific about the occupancy. Uh, they have to see at least for three months, last three months, they have to be over 90% occupied economically, um, which the price, the, the property had that occupancy around the time that we got it on the contract. So there was no problem. We were just proceeding with due diligence. Everything was all right. Um, property was great. Uh, and then we were uh, going to the finance phase. And that's when uh, the, the occupancy kind of started dropping a little. And then it was going towards the 90%. And the lender was kind of freaking out saying, oh, what's happening? Right, so they wanted to delay the process a little, the closing process, and seller understood it because we're not the one; it's the lender now, uh, being a little difficult. And again, I another part was that since it was on the contract, I believe the seller was not really taking a good care uh, about the property because it's going to be sold, and then that's I, I believe that's why the, the occupancy was started going down. Uh, the property management company was not really putting much effort, I believe. Uh, so, you know, we, um, we kind of delayed and seller uh, was okay to extend the closing. Um, so, I, so bottom line is ended up, we ended up delaying the process another additional, I think, five or six months. Uh, and by putting efforts to bring that occupancy, economic occupancy back to over where it, were, where it was before, uh, uh, before that happened around the time the uh, when we got that on the contract. So that's why it took a lot longer, about eight or nine months to close because we had to show the lender that we are bringing the property back to uh, what they wanted to. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, uh, these are the, I feel like these are the types of situations that get, maybe don't get always talked about in the, in the even in the masterminds or in the the mentoring things because it's very specific you know each one each thing is deal specific right so a lot of those coaching programs they talk to us about you know the steps right this is how mm -hmm. it goes but it's hard for them to coach every little <laughs> every little thing that could go wrong and that you know that lending issue that lending delay um due to the seller maybe not keeping up with the property as much as they should because of, you know, they it's under contract, whatever the reason is, right? You don't really know why it happened. Uh, we are going through exactly that literally right now. So I, I totally oh, yeah. uh, feel that. Feel that <laughs> oh my, like, man, that, that was uh that was brutal at the time. Like, yeah. It's just, I mean, you just, get, you know, you kind of keep, okay, so here's, here's one hurdle. What let's think of solutions. We get around it. And so, mm -hmm. um, but it sounds like you did. So that's encouraging to me because it, <laughs> I, I, uh, I would love to still get this deal done. Right, right. And also another part, uh, another good part of the being coaching program was that, yes, there were no such thing when we were taking step-by-step -step education, but also at the same time, we have people that we could just go run and run and go and ask all the questions we had. So we, we uh, our deal was helped a lot. 
yeah. uh, from that. Yeah. And that that's probably, uh, that's a great point in that that may be the, the biggest benefit to the coaching programs and the mentorship groups is that you, when, when you get in those situations, you know, those, those more experienced people are, are going to be able to help you through it. So that's, that's always a, a really good thing to have kind of, uh, you know, in the, in the back pocket, that, that sort mm -hmm. of connection. So yeah, it just goes to show you that the networking and all of those, all of those um, connections that we make in the space, it's really, really important. So, um, so you were able to close on it eventually. Uh, it's performing well for you, I hope. Yes. Now uh, it's cash flowing well and our investors are happy. Um, it's going to perform better than what we told them to do. Uh, it's going to happen. Uh, we, cause we wanted to, uh, under promise and over deliver. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. An important part of, of investor relations. What, uh, what is your role with your group? Do you, do you sort of focus on, you know, acquisitions or, or asset management? Do you have a, a, a role specific or are you kind of all sharing it? How's that working for you and your structure? Mm -hmm. uh, we kind of share roles together, but my uh, role in acquisition side is since I had this legal training, uh, even if, even though I'm not a real estate attorney, uh, all the legal things I can help to review before bringing to our, our attorney or my team. So for example, for the syndication, I reviewed PPM and operating agreements, and I simplified it for the rest of the team members to understand. And uh, we had uh, four different attorneys, seller's attorney, buyer's attorney, lender's attorney, and uh, SCC attorney. And I was in the middle being a communication channel with a team. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I was able to contribute to acquisition side. Um, capital raising is also what uh, I learned and still continue to learn. And uh, I raised some money, um, but not only that, uh, as a management side, uh, I contribute as more of talking to the lenders, actually moving the funds around and uh, in charge of distributing uh, how much and distributing to each account for the investors, et cetera. So we kind of do it together, but there are certain things that I'm in charge of. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, I, you're, you're legal. I think the, although people come into real estate, maybe from a varied backgrounds and, you know, it, it sometimes might seem like how is my how is my previous life gonna contribute here? But I feel like every person I talk to for this podcast is like, this is how no matter what it is, no matter what their background is, this is how it has helped me in in the real estate space, right? Because so, it's their life skills and and um, some of them apply directly. Like there are obviously a lot of legal components to getting these contracts done, and and as you mentioned, the PPM and everything. So having a lawyer as part of the team is a big deal. And then you, you know, you're uh, familiar with numbers and things. So I, I think it's just, it goes to show you that, you know, you can take that experience, that background and, and find your place where you can add value in, in almost any situation, specifically in syndication, because there are so many different uh, components or roles to the, to the part, to the uh, entire process. Um, well, yes. so we got, you had those first two deals. Now I think you said you're you're over 400 doors now. Uh, so, what what has transpired since those first two deals went under? How have you you know kind of grown your business and things? So um, so around the March, after closing the second deal, I got a uh, I got an offer from my, one of my mentors, um, 
into his a real estate holding company. And uh, with him, uh, I'm, I'm in charge of legal and investor relationship and, uh, you know, whatever he needs to help for it, right? With him and joined with another uh, syndication group. So we, as a team together, uh, we closed a couple more deals thereafter. We, we closed 64, 36, 72, and 130 and 151 in Missouri, Oklahoma, and Ohio. So um, it, it's been crazy journey, but uh, yeah, I, I feel great. We had so much fun and we have two more deals on the contract right now. So we're, we're going full force. Yeah, fantastic. That's great. You're, you're really growing. And so, again, points to the, to the relationship building and the networking because it's, you know, you're, you obviously provide enough value that your mentor then wanted to kind of bring you on as, as a partner. So that's, um, that's great, uh, you know, progress. That's the kind of stuff that I think, is good for people listening to this to hear because you are going to have those times when it's hard and it's, you know, you're, you're feeling like, oh, I'm not getting mm -hmm. it, whatever it is, but, but if you just stick with it and you don't, you don't give up on it, these are the kind of things, you know, Yosef is a, you're a perfect example of like, these are the things that can happen as long as you just keep sort of following the, mm -hmm. following the path. So um, that's, yes. that's great. Um, well, let's, let's sort of switch gears a little bit to the part of the show where I'll, I'll ask you a series of questions. Uh, and the first one is, is uh, based on the name of the show, being Know Your Why. So Yosef, if you would, could you talk a little bit about what your why is? I know we talked a little before we started recording, but um, maybe you can go over that and, and expand a little. Sure. Um, let's see, my why's. I have three, three different categories of why's. One is about myself. Um, it's being being better version of myself every day, one percent better every day. Uh, that's uh, that's number one. Why second? Why is about family, to have more time and support, kind of creating kind of a financial fortress for my kids, so that they can focus on what they want to do, and pass this financial fortress upon them. And then teach them how to maintain this financial fortress. And I want to do this. The vehicle is multifamily uh, investing. And the third is about others. I want to make an I want to make an impact and changes to other people's lives in a better way. And I want them to be better version of themselves because at one point of their lives they met me, and and I had some influence to them. So that these are three whys I share uh, throughout my journey. Yeah, I love that. That's, uh, you know, we obviously talked about, you know, family is a big deal to both of us. But I think uh, really, I think having a multifaceted, you know, sort of why is, is only going to drive you more, right? So, you, you know, you want you want to, you need to better yourself to be there for your family and your business. So that makes total sense. And then, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, working to be able to give back in whatever, whatever capacity that is, if that's, you know, teaching yes. other people, if that's, you know, financial donation, whatever it is, you know, time, mm -hmm. money, just being that person that impacts people positively, I think is, is fantastic. Um, tell us something about yourself that maybe isn't common knowledge. So something, you know, special skill, a hobby, something that, that maybe not everybody knows about you. <laughs> My hobby. I love to watch movies. I love to go to karaoke. I love to sing it out. Like, yeah. Or or rap, I, I I love to rap some Korean raps, really? not not English raps. Yeah, but I listen to rap song a lot. 
and my uh, my wife's like, are you are you what? Are you still a teenager or something? That's literal literal translation of Korean is like, are you still kids or something? But you know, I love the beat that makes me feel like alive. So it's good. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I was I was gonna ask you what your go-to song was, but I don't I can't say I know uh, much in the way of Korean rap. <laughs> I do enjoy rap myself. So that's that's very oh, yeah. Good. Okay, nice. We should talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We- <laughs> Go to some uh, some rap Korean bar at some point. That would be awesome. oh yes, oh yes. Uh, all right. So, what uh, if people want to reach out to you? What, what's the best way to get a hold of you so that people can connect? I am very active on social media, or at least I'll try to be. Um, and uh, you can, I'm very approachable. You can you can reach me by LinkedIn, Facebook, or Insta by just typing Yosef Your Brosef, Y O S E F Y O U R. B-R-O-S-E-F. And or you could go to my website, thebrosef.com, B-R-O-S-E-F, thebrosef.com. I mean, that's that's hard to forget. So I like it, but we'll, right. <laughs> we'll, put, it in, we'll put it in the show notes for sure. Um, final question for you, Yosef. What's, what piece of advice would you give to someone who's a little bit, you know, sort of behind where you are in their journey into real estate investing and, and how, how could you uh, help them you know, sort of achieve the success that you have in, in really quite a short time. Yeah. Well, looking back, I think the best, best advice I got and the best advice I give out is falling, love, falling in love with the process. Because a lot of times, if you just focus on the end goal, the process, a lot of times you're going you're gonna to want to quit. But if, if you just focus on the end goal, it's going to be really, really hard. It's, it's a, it's a, sometimes it's crazy that nothing's happening, but you got to push yourself to keep going. But if you fall in love with the process, it will at least make the every bit of journey meaningful for you. And because it's, it's a long-term game, I, I just told you how I closed like almost one property a month. Our team closed uh, 2021. but people focus on that, but they don't focus on my first deal. The first deal happened uh, even after I joined this great group uh, coaching program, MIH Mastermind, Jake and Gino. It took 10 months to close that first deal, but people don't focus on that. They focus on how many deals they closed in 2021. During that 10 months, you know how I felt? I'm a very positive person. I'm very optimistic and positive, but even, even myself, I was questioning every bit of journey, like, because by looking people closing deals left and right, and I joined this great group when nothing's happening for me, right? And it, it, felt, it felt like walking in a tunnel without a light, right? Okay, maybe tomorrow something's going to happen. Maybe, maybe tomorrow I'll get a call from the broker. Maybe tomorrow, right? Every bit of journey, but at least I was able to enjoy that process because I had fun just talking to the people, doing the networkings, uh, hosting the meetups, educating myself. At least I felt I'm, I'm becoming a better version of myself every day. So with that why, I was able to enjoy the process and uh, being able to persistent. Yeah, no, that, that's fantastic. And I'm not, I'm not quite sure I've had that same piece of advice on here before. I think that's a really, really good point in that, well, several good points. I mean, you, you're... You're exactly right. The, the first one, the first one, or maybe even the first couple are not going to come quickly. 
right? Nobody, nobody picks up, you know, their <laughs> rich dad, poor dad, and, and a month later owns an apartment complex. It just doesn't, it just no. doesn't happen that way. But no. it's, but when you see, you know, the, the, the whole like social media is wonderful to an extent, but then there's also it, it some people it creates you, it, in your head, you create unrealistic, unrealistic expectations for yourself. Like you said, you're in that mastermind group, you're seeing people close deals around you, like, why not me? Why not me? So you really do have to kind of realize that it, you have to know it's a long-term game and, and long-term means years, not, not even like a couple months. Like it, it means a long, t- a long time, but your velocity will pick up as you, as you go along. So if you close one deal in the first year, two in the, the second, well, now then it's going to go, you know, five, 10, it's just going to go really quickly at that point. So it's kind of a, um, a really good thing to, for people who are, especially if they're getting started in this, in this business to know, you know, you have to kind of love what you're doing mm-hmm. all along the way, right? Not, you can't just love closing the deal because closing the deal is hard and, it's also not where the work stops, right? You still have to manage the asset and, and put your business plan in, into uh, into action. So there there is a lot to it for sure. Um, so I think that's that's actually fantastic advice. Um, well, Yosef, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for you know kind of sharing your journey, and uh, I think you really provide a lot of good insight and advice to people, um, you know, especially for those that, that want to get started and and you know, get up against those roadblocks that you can, you can get over them. It's just, you just don't give up. Yeah. And, and if, if you are stuck somewhere, just, just let me know, just ping me or DM me or whatever. Cause I've been there and I've, I've done that. I'm, I'm like, I started from like literally zero. I, before this 43 unit, I didn't even have any single, I never invested in a single or duplex at all. I was like literally true beginner, but there's a way to get uh, expedite, and your journey uh, through education, networking, and proper action taking, right? And I'm more than open to share all the experience I had. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fantastic. And I, uh, I think um, people should really sort of utilize that offer to just reach out to people that are, I think almost it's almost better to reach out to someone who's not 10 years ahead of you right because they might forget <laughs> they might forget what it was in the first year or two they're they've gone so far it's it's actually good to, to speak to people like yourself that might be mm-hmm. a year or two ahead of someone that uh and and really you know see what what you ran up against during that time right right and that's one of the reasons why i document myself uh as as much as possible so that i could look back and come back to where i started and be humbled again because I don't want to like later on become like, oh, as if I started with a lot of units already. Right. Right. Yeah. So, Makes yeah. Sense. Makes total sense. Awesome. Well, again, thanks so much, Yosef. I, I really do appreciate your time. And, and that was a great, uh, really a lot of great advice there. So um, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Jason, for having me. Really enjoyed it. Absolutely. All right, everyone have a great day. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. 
If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.